everyone, and this is Whitney from Spastic Chatter, and I'm coming at you today with a special focus on what's happening on recent, recent events going on in the world. As a person with a disability, I can relate to how it feels to be stereotyped to a certain degree. I can relate to how it feels to have people look and speak to you differently because it's something you cannot control. I believe we all need to be educated and mindful of others. So today, I'm with a former consumer of mine, Sean Taylor, and this is his platform to speak his truth. We are going to learn more about his life as a black disabled man in today's society. I'll let Sean introduce himself and then we'll get into the topics. Sean, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, like Whitney said, my name is Sean Taylor, and growing up as as a young black man in the society, uh, when I was a lot younger, I didn't really understand. I, I didn't really under. I didn't really understand what it meant uh, to be a person of color because. My mom really never forced that upon me as far as like, you know, you can be whoever you want to be. Color is not really an issue. Um, but as I got older and I started to see the world for what it is and how people are treated, you know, whether you have a disability or you're a person of color, you're still put in a category of, you know, you're treated less than or looked at as you know, I try to be a good person to everyone that I meet. Exactly. That's who I am, you know? Yeah. So. Um, okay, so the first question I have um, is, in your own words, how does it feel to be a black man in today's society? very uh, difficult because I can't, you know, I'm not saying that I can't do anything. You can do anything you set your mind to, but me being a black man, I have to put myself in a certain reality of, you know, I could be judged at any point in time. I could be, you know, being the best person that I can be, but at the end of the day, I could still be seen as a threat because of the color of my skin. Mm -hmm. and, and that, that to me, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was saying that to me is very uh, degradative to me. I'm just like, wow, that really hurts, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and we were talking before this and how does it how does it feel to be a disabled black man and can you give us an example an example of that like like the one you were talking mm -hmm. about before we got on this call mm -hmm. okay uh i got pulled over in my town that i live in uh i was going to the mcdonald's one night and I was going to get some food. 
and I made a wide right-hand turn, which I didn't know was illegal. I made a simple mistake. I knew the cop was going to pull me over. Clips on his lights. I pull into the parking lot, comes to the window, you know, asks me you know, where I'm coming from, what I'm doing. And I told him, you know, I just came from the house. I live here, here. And I was, you know, going over here to come get some food. And the cop was like, well, you made a wide right-hand turn. Uh, that's only for semi-trucks. And I was completely honest with him. I'm like, I didn't know that I couldn't do that. That was my mistake. That was my bad. You know, and the cop takes my driver's license. He goes back to his car to run my driver's license and all that. And I'm sitting there. I haven't touched anything. I'm still sitting there with my hands on the wheel. I'm not being, you know, smart aleck or anything like that. And he comes back to the car and asks me to get out of the car. Well, I, I asked him a, a genuine question. I'm like, well, can I ask you something? I don't, I don't mind to get out of the car, but is there a specific reason as to why I need to get out? And he's like, well, for officer safety. And I'm like, okay, I'll go ahead and step out. And I get out and immediately my, my mind goes from, okay, I was in the confines of my own car. I was pretty safe and now I'm outside with what I thought was only one police officer. There were two. He was standing on the back side of my trunk. And as soon as I get out the car, I'm like, oh, crap. okay, I better not move, touch, do anything, touch nothing, say nothing that is of, uh, of a threatening response. So I take my fingers and I interlock them together and place them right here the entire time. I'm not moving, nothing. Because I don't want to give them a reason to uh, transgress. Uh, force and violence upon me, yeah. you know? And the cop that was standing back behind my trunk was just fishing, or what I like to consider fishing. He was just asking me uh, nonsensical, uh, non-related questions to what was going on. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my own head, I'm like, I'm like either I'm gonna answer these, because if I don't, he's gonna keep, you know, asking me more non, <laughs> until I say something stupid. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really stressing at this point because I'm like, I have two other friends in the car with me and one of them has had some prior issues with police officers. So I didn't want him to get hurt. I didn't want myself to get hurt. And I explained to him, he asked me like, I think three or four times if I had any uh, crack cocaine, marijuana, guns, etc. And I'm like, no, I don't have any of those things. And I, and I kind of got a little bit upset. Not like I was, uh, I was frustrated. Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, dude, I, I don't know how many more times I have to tell you. I'm going to be as respectful as I possibly can. But you asking me all these questions is not okay. I've already told you these answers. You know these things. You know, I would appreciate it if you would only ask me these things once. And... Uh, he comes back out from running my stuff and he asked me if he can search my car. Mm -mm. No, you can't do that. And you're not going to. And he was like, why is that? And I'm like, well, you know, cause I tried to essentially like what I've found with 
and this is not all police officers. I, I, it's not that I, I hate police officers. I love all cops. But there are some that are just straight up jerks. Yeah. And think that because they wear a badge, that it gives them the right to talk to human beings any which way they want. And I was trying to break that, uh, that wall down and to be like, hey, man, I'm a human. You're a human. Last time I checked, I had rights. The Fourth Amendment, you know, and I gave him word for word what the Fourth Amendment states. And he was, and he caught an attitude with me just yeah. for standing up for my rights. Yeah. And he was like, you hold on a effing second. I, I took an oath to defend the Constitution of these United States. And at this point, I'm like, okay, you've already asked, like, you've already asked me multiple questions. You're not treating me with any type of respect as a human being. Mm -mm. I, I kind of got a little bit mouthy with him. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. Bless your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. And we'll, and uh, go ahead. No, you you go you go ahead. This is your this is your platform. You uh, you go ahead. Um. Oh, uh, then when I got back in my car, I rolled up the windows. I stopped there in the parking lot for a minute to kind of collect myself, because I was already jacked up on adrenaline, and I wanted that to go down, but I was like kind of white knuckling the steering wheel all the way home. And when I got home, I was still just like ev evoking a lot of frustration. And my dad was concerned. And when I told him what had happened, he was like, did you get confrontational with them at all? I was like, no, I was respectful 100%. The cop was just a jerk. Yeah. And didn't you, didn't you tell me that, that it, sometimes it's hard for you hard for you to process what what's going mm -hmm. on if they ask you a ton of questions because of because of your of your disability it's hard to process what's going on so it takes you it takes you a second to to I yeah well that do you think that might have played a part of like what transpired that day yeah I, I would say that kind of that was in part of that and then I, I don't specifically think it was like racially motivated yeah not at all but at the same time and, and they did this just to mess with me uh and I'm just going to disclose something on my application for my driver's license it has like where you put uh your race yeah well i put yeah i put black or african-american yeah and the cops when they run your driver's license it pops up as either uh, i think it's a b for uh black or bm for black male yeah they they put white on there now here's the thing is i'm considered biracial i'm also half white yeah but i don't look white my skin color is not white obviously you know and, and i think they just did that just to to piss me off to get a rise out of me i'm like you know what eh, whatever 
you guys can get out of here with that mess. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would say that, you know, it, it would behoove people to not only try and be understanding with police officers, because they do have a very hard job. But again, don't take any crap from anybody, and I don't care who they are. Yeah. So that brings me up to that brings me up mm-hmm. to the question. So, um, how important? How you kind of already answered this, but how important is it to advocate for yourself and to stand up for what you believe in, in your own words? I think that's super important because it, it it gives people the power that it gives them an equal sense of of leverage in society and with people. Mm-hmm. If you can stand up for yourself in any any shape, form, or fashion, it doesn't even have to do with the police. It could be in your everyday life, and people could be staring at you or, or you know uh, trying to be trying to push your button essentially to like make you pop off you know and I think it's, it's equally important for not just young black men to stand up for themselves but for everybody yeah exactly you know because if you don't not only are people not going to know how you feel right but people are just going to continue to uh, to transgress upon you, yeah, without even any care or concern. Nothing is going to change, essentially. Um, that that brings me to the that brings me to the next question: How do you hope our society changes as a whole? Just by showing everybody that you meet, and I don't care who they are, whether they are physically disabled, neurologically disabled, black, white, gay, straight, uh, transgender, you should treat everybody with the same decorum that you would want somebody to treat you with, whether you treat somebody else with, right? Yeah. You know, it's very, paramount that people understand that we're all human beings yeah i agree and and we need to realize that because if we don't it's just gonna the cycle is gonna continue but we need to start showing love and compassion to one another instead of hateful vitriolic things exactly so my last my last question is for is do you have any advice for others that want that like for any kind of advice like standing up yourself protesting anything like that yeah i i I do if you feel like you're you have a everybody has a voice right and that voice should be heard absolutely but if even if you have like some ideas that probably don't fit in with mainstream society say it Go out there and say it, because what's the worst that's going to happen? Somebody is going to, to to say shame on you for believing in what you believe. 
well, that's fine. And, and you have a nice day. I'm going to still believe whatever I want. Yeah. You know? And people also shouldn't, uh, shouldn't conform to what people want. Exactly. Not at all. Because if you do that, you lose a part of you. I can, I, I agree with that. I can, re I can resonate with that. Um, do you, that's all I have for the questions. Do you have anything else you want to add to this? Um, hmm. So Whitney, can I ask you something? Sure. So in your own life, if I'm not being too forward or anything like that, have you ever had instances where you've been uh, profiled? Yeah, I, I get, I get profiled. Like, I can think of it. I can think of a few times. Like I mentioned, I mentioned at the beginning. I get profiled all the time for having, for because people see, see my outward appearance and the way I, the way I communicate, the way I talk. And they automatically think that I cannot communicate for myself and I have a learning disability that um, somebody else needs to talk for me so I can I can I can relate in a sense in a sense that um, I've, I've been stereotyped and profiled but I have never had someone I don't, I don't know how to word this. I never, I've never had someone hate me for what I can't control. Like, like we obviously can't control the the, the color of our skin or, or anything like that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I obviously, yeah. I can't, I can't control the uh, my disability, but I. But I've never experienced hate because of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I've experienced, I've experienced being stereotyped and uh, oppression to a sense, but I've never experienced just uh, hate because of it. Hmm. You know. Can understand that, and to and to also to add just one more thing. Okay. And this is something that I wish everybody would understand. Like, and I, I'm pretty sure you get it. Uh, with with what I'm about to say, people of color, like, like I can't take off my skin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, if I could, if I could just, like, take it off and be a whole different person, nah, I mean, would I? Maybe. Because at least that point, I could finally breathe, essentially. I'm not trapped in something that I can't control. Yeah. You know? But I can't do that. That doesn't work. The, the world doesn't work that way. Yeah. Society doesn't work that way, you know. To all the racist people in the world, I say, uh, 
I don't want to say anything too degrading. Uh, fuck yourselves, okay? <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Like, but I also I, I wish nothing bad upon people who think that way, though. Yeah. I, I don't, because essentially that that doesn't make me any better. If I'm if I'm saying, let's go ahead and uh, obviously this is hypothetical. But let's go ahead and kill all the racist people. That wouldn't make any damn sense. Yeah. Because they, because then at that point we'd be no better. But do I wish that they would change? The way that they think, absolutely. Because if they would strip away people's skin color and just look at them as human beings, they would see that, holy crap, we're all people. <laughs> exactly. But they're probably not ever going to do that, though, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, but we can, we can, we can. Give them an E for effort. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so just. Closing out this episode, I what I've learned today from you, Sean, is to make your voice, to make sure your voice is heard, to speak your truth, speak your truth, and to stand up for what you believe in. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this special with me. I've learned a lot. You're welcome. And I hope that my view. The, the people out there watching this can gain from your perspective. And um, again, thanks for doing this. And yeah, you're welcome, Whitney. Um, we'll, we'll be back next week with another episode of Plastic Chatter. Thanks. Bye.